Revelation 3 and 20. These words you find there. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. <clears throat> Any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. <clears throat> Just for a few minutes, I want to talk on this subject. What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture? Sister Lynn, don't think you got off. You're on off yet. What's wrong with this picture? If you will allow me today, let me take us back down memory lane. A few decades ago, I'm old enough now to talk about decades. I used to talk about years. <laughs> now I can talk about decades. A few, few decades ago when life and time was simpler and entertainment was free if you knew where to find it. I'm talking about a time, brothers and sisters, a time before there was Facebook, Twitter, a time before there were video games, and a matter of fact, time before there was even television, a time when children had to be creative in order to entertain themselves. Anybody remember that? Children, this is going to blow your mind, but there was a time when children actually played outdoors. <laughs> I know you don't believe it, but ask your mama and your daddy. As a matter of fact, playing in the house would get you beat down. Time when you entertained yourself we were a lot more creative then we could find stuff to play with go catch a jumbo tie a string on it <laughs> oh y'all y'all you laughing at me you laughing with me let, let me see your hand let me see your, ah, I know I'm right about it yeah yeah you you, you learn <laughs> Learn how to be creative. Find you a way to entertain yourself. But damn, my brothers and sisters, I remember back in those days, we didn't have a TV, didn't have a radio, didn't work halftime. 
But that was one mode of entertainment that I grew to learn. And I, I loved this. I would wait on the Sunday paper. Now, most of the time, by the time I got the Sunday paper, it was last week's Sunday because I had to wait till Granny brought it from Miss Nally's house. <laughs> I know I'm right about it. But the Sunday paper always had in it a section. It was a little entertainment section. In there, they had the funny papers. You remember Alley all those fellas. But then there were there were another little section, entertainment, that had little crossword puzzles and had all kind of little other games, connect the dot games. But one of my favorite was in there. There was this section, and they had a picture. They would put that picture there, and under the picture it says. What's wrong with this picture? And you would sit there all day long, all evening, looking at that picture, trying to figure out what it is that's wrong in this picture. Am I in the house? They run this thing and we would watch it. We'd be looking and you sit there trying to figure out what's wrong with this picture. Stuff like a man standing on first base with a football helmet on. Take you a while, but you figure out that he either got the wrong hat on or he's on the wrong field. Yeah, that's you figure what's wrong with this picture. A rabbit in a tree eating nuts. It, it might take you a minute, but finally you figure out that rabbit ain't got no business. In it. See what I'm saying? That, that was entertainment. Trying to figure out what's wrong with this picture. But here in this text, John the Revelator presents us with his own picture puzzle. Are y'all hearing me? And his picture that he paints for us is merely a man knocking on the door. Are y'all hearing this? And that picture, my brothers and my sisters, is the picture I want us to examine today. And the reason I want to examine today is because John is not painting this picture for our entertainment. Are y'all hearing this? John is painting this picture for our instruction. And, and in many cases, even the church, it's a sad thing, but he paints this picture. In many cases, even the church can't figure out what's wrong with this picture. I want to examine this picture today because I believe that the picture ought to be a cause of great concern, especially to those of us who are part of this great organism called the church. At first glance, at first glance, you don't realize, you don't realize, you don't realize how strange it is. All it is is a man knocking at a door. <clears throat> but when you put it in its proper context and you study it, in light of what's really going on here. 
you began to realize just how strange this picture is. Brothers and sisters, here is just a portion of a letter that's being dictated by Jesus himself to John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos. I don't have to go into it. You remember they put him out on an island all by himself because they were tired of his words about the gospel, him preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They put him out there and thought that he would be away from everything, thought that he wouldn't be able to hear from God. But uh, thank God, as far out as he was, he still could get a signal. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. <laughs> I, 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 got a, I got a cell phone and sometimes I can get on the wrong side of a tree and lose the signal. He's out there on the Isle of Patmos and somehow he still could get a, a, a signal. He, hear him say, I was in the spirit. On the, he was getting a signal and he's writing this letter. He, he's writing this letter and the letter John is writing to the church at Laodicea and and the line that I want to show you now is, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now, in itself, the picture seems like it's pretty matter of somebody standing and knocking at the door. Seems like a normal occurrence. If you're on the outside and you want to get in, you knock at the door. Seems to be a simple picture. What's wrong with that picture? But it gets a little strange when you consider who it is that's knocking. Are you hearing this? Check it out. Check it out. This is red writing. And you do know that when the writing is red, that means that Jesus is talking. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, and not only is it in red writing, I want you to notice that he is speaking of himself in the first person. Y'all ain't hearing this. Red writing, and he's speaking in the first person. So whoever is doing the talking, it's the same person doing the knocking. That's all I'm saying. Y'all hear me? Who? The same person doing the talking is doing the knocking now. So that means that this person knocking on the door. Now, you begin to wonder, this is Jesus knocking at the door. Now you got to wonder, I'm entertaining you. This is, this is, this is, what's wrong with this picture? You wonder then, you begin to wonder, why would Jesus, omniscient, omnipotent, all omnipresent, you know, all-knowing, all-powerful, why in the world would they everywhere at the same time Savior be knocking on anybody though. Why would he? All power is in his hands. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, he's got all authority, all powers in his hand. He's been known to show up through walls. Are y'all hearing me? Why in the world would he be knocking at anybody's though? You gotta admit there's a little something wrong with that. Knocking at the door. But then if that's not strange enough, look again at who this letter is written to. It's written to the church. 
church at Laodicea. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus is knocking. The letter is to the church. The same church that Jesus was talking about when he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. The same church, the same church that he, he, he left us with the keys to, saying, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose. Are y'all hearing me? The same church that he shed his blood for on Calvary. The same church. Are y'all seeing this? Doesn't it seem a little strange that the Savior, Jesus, knocking, desiring to get into a church that belongs to him? Are y'all seeing this? Doesn't it seem a little strange that Jesus would be on the outside knocking on the door of the church? Are y'all hearing me? You got to agree with me that there's a little something wrong with this picture. Jesus on the outside knocking, desiring to get into his own church. But I got to tell you something. Got to tell you something, my brothers and sisters, as strange as it looks. I believe that in this day that we are living in, it is a scene that is playing itself over and over and over again. A scene of Jesus standing on the outside of his own church, knocking, trying to get in. And the real problem is this. The real problem is, the real problem, this is what causes, this is what a real problem is. The problem is, the real authenticity of a church, whether it's real or not, whether it is a church or not, is whether or not Jesus is in it. Y'all ain't hearing this. In other words, if he ain't in there, it might be a crowd of folk, but it ain't a church. Are y'all hearing me? If he is not in there, it might have a nice steeple. It's a beautiful building. But if he ain't on the inside, it ain't. Are y'all hearing me? It's not a church. All around. All around us now. You can find churches that are well organized and busy. But the truth be told, Jesus is really on the outside. Knocking. Desiring to get in. Well, we got to raise a question. Got to raise a question. How in the world does a church come to this? How does a church that starts out with Christ as the center find itself operating with Jesus on the outside trying to get in? Let's look at what the word says. Look at what the word says. I believe that it lies in his omniscience. Look at verse 15. He says, I know your works. <laughs> Y'all hear me? I see your beautiful building, but I know your works. You hear me? I, I know you got all kinds of programs going on, but I, I know your works. You may be able to fool other folk. Are y'all hearing me? I see you going with the, with the Bible under your arm. I see everybody flocking together. I know your works. 
I hear your loud profession, but I know your works. I hear your impressive mission statement, but I know your works. I see how busy you are, but I know your works. The thing that I know about, the only thing that I know about your works is uh, that you have lost your fire. You have lost your fervor. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, you have lost your fire. I'm on the outside looking in uh, because you have lost, yeah. You, you remember how you used to shout. Y'all hear me? Used to how, how you used to lift your hands in praise, how you used to come before the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? You have somewhere lost your fervor. I, 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 I'm, I'm outside knocking because the church is indecisive. You're not consistent. Got good, good church one Sunday and next Sunday no church. You, you, you lost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you come. Yeah, yeah. I, I can tell when you're in trouble because when you're in trouble, you, you're all up in the Lord's face. But the minute he works it out. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, he says, you're not consistent in your love. You have lost your fervor. And because, listen to this, because you're neither hot nor cold. Y'all hear me? Now listen, this sounds, you know, it's a strange statement, sort of. He said, now I'd rather you be hot or cold. But since you're neither hot are cold because you are neither. Listen to this. He says, because you're not hot, you're not cold, because you're sort of lukewarm, I will spew you. Let me, let me interpret that, and, and I hope you ain't got a weak stomach in the house. What Jesus is saying, I will vomit you. That's the word. Because you're not hot, because you're not cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. You know why people vomit? Because they're sick. <laughs> Bishop, I think it gives me a little room here to say there's some churches that make Jesus sick. <laughs> he, he says, I will spew you out of my, my brothers and sisters. The word suggests that there are churches that, that make the Lord sick. No, nobody wants to stay around anything that makes them sick. One of the most confusing times for me as a pastor, one of the most confusing situations to me as a pastor is dealing with families and dealing with people on life support. I don't mind being transparent. It, 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 it's, a, it's a touchy time. It sort of sets me on the edge. I, I, I'm sort of lost when I... When it, it, people on life support, you see, they're on life support. You really don't know if the movement that you are seeing is life or a machine, you, you, you really don't know. You, you, you really don't know. You're standing there and it's sort of uneasy to me because I see a person moving, yet the doctor says they don't have any vitals. The doctor says everything is shut down. The doctors say that for all practical purposes, there's no life left, that they're gone. But you're standing there watching them moving, 
chest going, are y'all hearing me? Going up and down. Yeah, yeah. And, and that sort of worries me because I'm standing there wondering, what, where, where are they? What's going on here? I see movement, yet the doctor says there is no life. Y'all hear me? I'm not so sure that the church of God has not come to a point where there's a whole lot of movement. Are y'all hearing me? I'm not sure that we haven't come to a point where we see moving. Yeah, yeah, we see things moving up and down and things going around. uh, But the prediction has already been made. The assessment has already been made. There is no life there. I know that sort of gory. If that makes you a little bit queasy, now you can know what Jesus is feeling. When he sees churches that are moving and active. Yet there's no lie. Y'all hear me? I need to let you know beyond the shadow of a doubt. If Jesus is outside trying to get in, that thing is dead. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, it may have activity, it may still be moving, but if Jesus is not in it, it's dead. See, my brothers and sisters, it's not enough for the church to have movement. A church is really only alive, it's really only on fire when it's about the business of seeking and saving the lost. Are y'all hearing me? That's how you know that Jesus, are y'all hearing me? Really doesn't matter how big your campus is. If nobody's being saved up in there, that thing is dead. Don't care how big your budget is, how many wonderful programs you got going in the community. If nobody is coming to Jesus, if nobody's life is being turned around, that thing is dead. Verse 16. Jesus is still speaking. He says, because you are lukewarm. Because you're lukewarm, because you're neither hot nor cold, because you're floundering somewhere between life and death since you're uh, 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 yeah, yeah, you dead and don't know it. Y'all hear me? I will vomit you out of my mouth. He says, because of that, I've got to separate myself from you. Jesus saying, if you're on fire, if you're on fire, I'd be right in the midst of that. If you're on fire, praise, and I'd be right in the midst of that. Matter of fact, even if you're dead cold, I can take that because I am the resurrection. (laughs) Y'all ain't hearing me. I am the resurrection. I, I can deal with that. But here you are tutoring somewhere between life and and. Verse 17, but because you're dead and don't know you're dead, because you think you still got it going on, Jesus says, I'm out of here. Y'all hear me? He says, I'm going outside because of your arrogance, because you think you got it going on. Look at verse 17. He says, you say you're rich. An increase in goods and have need of nothing when in fact you are miserable, poor, naked, and blind. Are y'all hearing me? Verse 18, yeah, he, he, he wants the church to know that you can't operate in my name without me on the inside. I'm not opposed to your programs and all the wonderful things that you're doing, but Jesus wants us to know that I've got to be in the center. 
Are y'all hearing me? I got to be the center of everything that you do. I cannot be on the outside looking in. Then he comes to verse 19. In verse 19, we get a true glimpse of the heart of Jesus. I'm bringing this to your attention. The reason why I'm talking to you like this reason I'm bringing this to your attention is because I love you. See that? It's because I love you. And and, and so the reason I'm bringing it to you is so that you can turn it around, so that you can repent, so that you can change your mind and get this thing turned around. Jesus is saying, I'm on the outside looking in. I'm on the outside knocking, but I'm not satisfied with being separated from you. Y'all hearing this? I'm on the outside, I'm knocking at the door, but I'm not satisfied with the separation. My love for you is still the same. And because of that, because of that, yeah, I'm just going to stand out here knocking. I'm going to stand, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Brothers and sisters, this is a powerful picture. Jesus standing, knocking at a door. Says a whole lot about the character of Jesus. Says a whole lot about the character of Jesus. It it says, I I, I, I don't want to save you by force. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, I'm not going to save you by force, force. I'll just stand and I'll knock and I'll wait on you. Are y'all hearing me? Or if I wanted to, I could take the top off of the building and come in and save you anyhow. But I'm not going to do it like that. I'm going to stand and, are y'all hearing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All power's in my hand. If I wanted to, I could call up a legion of angels. They snatched the door down. And I'd come in and bless you anyway. Not going to do it like that. I'm going to stand. Stand and knock. I'm going to stand and knock. Jesus says, I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to knock. He said, but I understand the structure of the church in 2017. I'm knocking and I know you got to run it by board. (laughs) See whether or not you can open it. Are y'all hearing me? I I know the church in 217. I know you got to check with the CEO and see if I can come in. I know the church in 2017. Uh, You got to run it through a committee and see whether or not. Jesus says, I'm not going to leave it up like that. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, and you ought to thank God for this. Y'all think, see when he said the church, he ain't talking about this. He's talking about this. Y'all ain't hearing me. When he's talking to the church, he ain't talking about this. He's talking, are y'all hearing me? So he says, I'm not going to leave it up to you to have to wait on the board. I'm not going to leave it up to you to have to wait on the preacher to say whether or not we can open the door. He says, if any man, wonder if I got a witness up in here. He says, if any man will hear my voice that puts it in your lap. Are y'all hearing me? He says, uh, if any man will hear my voice. Are y'all hearing me? You can't afford to wait on the masses. If any man will hear my voice and if he will open up the door. There's a promise right there. He says, uh, if you will open up the door, yes, uh, I will come in. And when I come in, I will sup with you. 
When I come in, I'll have fellowship with you. All you have to do is open up the door and open it up wide and let me. Are y'all hearing me? Don't sing it much around the church no more. Yes. But when I was a child, we used to sing that. Open the door. Open it wide. And let him come in. He'll be your friend. He'll be your friend if you open up the door and let him come in. Brothers and sisters, he's still knocking. And he's waiting on somebody to open up the door. Are y'all hearing me? He's waiting on somebody who will still tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Are y'all hearing me? Open up the door because if we're really going to be a church, Jesus has got to be in the center. And if we're really going to be a church, we've got to keep on telling the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Y'all ain't hearing me. I know some of y'all don't understand why every Sunday he gets up there talking about he died. Every Sunday he gets up there talking about he got up. But let me tell you why I do that. I tell it because I'm committed to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Are y'all hearing me? Don't know about anybody else. But I love uh, to tell the story. It will be my theme in glory to tell the old old story of Jesus and his love. I got to tell you uh, that he put my cross uh, on his shoulder. I got to tell you uh, that he died uh, on an old rugged cross. I got to tell you uh, that they laid him uh, in a borrowed tomb. But I thank God. I thank God. I can't stop right there. I got to tell you uh, that early Sunday morning he got up. He got up with all decision to make you got a decision to make this is a decision that only you can make decide to open the door and he wants now he wants right now to come 
come into your life. He wants right now to just take over. Come in and take charge of your life. I'm going to... I'm going to lose about half of y'all right now, but y'all will catch up here. Let him come in. Let him come in. Let him come in.